As Americans contend with record fuel prices here at the official start of the summer travel season, one might assume that fuel-hungry RV travel would be one of the first types of activities to hit the brakes. But some new data says otherwise. I'm Jason Epperson, and it's time for this week's RV and Camping News Roundup. Indeed, for some people, fuel prices will certainly slow or stop travel. About 30% of RVers say that they're less likely to go RVing right now. But on the other hand, RVs can be one way to keep travel more affordable. Fuel prices affect airline and car trip costs as well, and staying in a campground helps the overall budget when faced with the high cost of hotel rooms. Perhaps that's why another 34% of people say they're more likely to go RVing right now with higher fuel prices, more than making up for those 30% who will RV less. The data comes from Thor Industries, who is the largest manufacturer of RVs in the world. Their 2022 U.S. Camper Perception Study finds that rising fuel costs will have minimal impact on consumers' likelihood to purchase an RV in the next five years. What the study doesn't say is where those people are camping. Other studies have said that people are staying closer to home with higher fuel prices. And of course, the study comes from an RV manufacturer, so take it with a grain of salt when they say that fuel prices will have minimal impact on RV purchases. We've talked recently about the very real possibility of fuel shortages in the coming months, and even if they don't happen, one of the reasons they won't will be those continued high fuel prices. But you may have heard about a new concern, diesel exhaust fluid. DEF is required for modern diesel engines, and it's manufactured from a mixture of urea and deionized water. Urea is also a major component of fertilizer. Two of urea's biggest exporters are Russia and China, and of course, Russia is embargoed from exporting most things to most countries right now, and China has halted exports to cover their growing fertilizer needs. DEF shortages have actually been predicted for a while now and have already hit countries like Australia and South Korea, who have no means of producing their own urea in large quantities. Fortunately, Americans can breathe easy. Only 10% of urea in the U.S. is imported from outside of North America. Most of it comes from Canada. We can certainly expect DEF prices to continue to climb, but experts say a shortage is unlikely in the U.S. And for what it's worth, please don't listen to the rumor that urea comes from pig's urine. I can't believe I have to say this, but you can't simply pee in your DEF tank. Believe it or not, some people actually do this. DEF is not and has not ever been manufactured from urine, which is chemically a wildly different substance altogether, even though it contains a little bit of urea. The great RV dealership consolidation continues, with Camping World making the largest dealership acquisition in the company's history, with an agreement to buy Richardson's RV Center's eight locations in California and five in Indiana, along with a future dealership location and two parts and service centers. Camping World now has over 185 locations in 42 states and is very close to its quest to plant a flag in all of the lower 48. The reason they're doing that is so they can have a dealership license in each of those states. Camping World says that the Indiana Richardson's locations will be named for RVs.com, which is of course owned by them, and will apparently facilitate what the company calls a digital and factory direct experience for customers nationwide. Camping World is intent on being the first to provide a nationwide digital Carvana type sales experience where people never have to step foot in a store. The Indiana locations with close access to all the Indiana RV manufacturers seem to be where you'll buy them from. 
Camping World is by far the largest dealership chain in America, but the smaller but still very large other chains have been buying their competitors as well, along with building new locations. Campers Inn, which claims to be the nation's largest family-operated RV dealership group, is opening three new locations in Collinsville, Illinois, Jacksonville, Florida, and Washington, Pennsylvania. Multiple states have reached a $19.2 million settlement with Ford after an investigation into false advertising of the payload capacity of Super Duty pickup trucks. The investigation revealed that Ford used a truck configuration that it never intended to sell to claim a best-in-class payload after falling behind Chevy and Ram. The hypothetical truck didn't have a spare tire, a jack, a radio, or a regular center console. It was a mini console. Ford used this strategy for advertising purposes on 2011 to 2014 Super Duties, but not for calculating the actual payload of the individual trucks that consumers bought. So if you have a Super Duty from that period, the payload sticker should be correct. The settlement also charged that Ford inflated the fuel mileage on 2013 and 14 C-Max hybrids by seven miles per gallon. Last year, Ford was forced to recall 20,000 2020 F-350 trucks after it was found that the payload stickers were overstated by between 78 and 800 pounds. The fix was just a new sticker, and there's a pending class action lawsuit over it. More to come in a moment, including some new limits on dispersed camping in a national forest, a new fifth wheel hitch, and a potential danger with tow bars. But first, this episode is sponsored by the Togo RV app. The free Togo RV app offers maintenance reminders, recall alerts, checklists, and more for your specific RV. And if you upgrade to a RoadPass Pro membership, you get RV-friendly GPS routing, access to thousands of verified overnight parking listings, discounts on great products like tires and lithium batteries, plus premium access to the other apps under the RoadPass umbrella like Road Trippers. Download the Togo RV app today for free and get $10 off your RoadPass Pro membership with the code RVMILES10X. The Bighorn National Forest is following other forests across the country proposing major changes such as registering for a sticker program to authorize dispersed camping and designated and assigned dispersed camping sites, which sounds like an oxymoron to me. The forest also plans to make the 14-day stay limit year-round. At this point, it ends on September 30th each year, allowing people to stay longer after the busy season. There's currently a $100 fine for staying longer than 14 days in the forest, and that fine is also slated to be increased with $20 per day tacked on. This process actually began back in 2016. National forests have been struggling for years with increases in dispersed camping, causing issues with trash, illegal dumping, and other resource damage. Forests across the country have been implementing so-called reserve dispersed campsites and increasing stay restrictions and enforcement. Honestly, I think the solution is some more affordable, low amenity campgrounds. A 50 site dry campground with a dump station and a water hookup for $20 a night in some of these areas would go a long way toward reducing demand. Last week, I put out a video about the new Starlink for RVs plan, which is satellite internet service from SpaceX available right now, but with data throttled below residential customers. The new RV plan at $135 a month can be paused when you aren't on the road. You can watch that video for all the details, but a lot of people are seeing the new RV plan is kind of worthless as compared to the residential plan with portability enabled. 
They seem basically identical with the same price and same equipment, but just with lower priority data when you're away from your home address on the residential plan and always deprioritize data on the RV plan. So why not just get the residential plan since you get premium data at your home address and you can change your home address as you travel. After all, even though it's not available everywhere, people have been just putting in random addresses and a different shipping address, getting it wherever they are in the US. Well, Starlink has updated its frequently asked questions on its website to say that you must first power on your new Starlink at the service address listed in your account if you are a residential user, so your Starlink can update its software. Once updated, the Starlink will then be configured for portability. That language was not there two weeks ago. I don't know if this has been enforced at all yet, but at this point, I highly recommend people not try to cheat the system. If you're ordering residential Starlink today, make sure you'll be able to boot it up for the first time at the service address you listed on the order, or it might not work at all. Roadmaster has issued a safety alert over its Nighthawk tow bar, saying that the T-bolt assembly may loosen, which could cause the bar to disconnect from the towed vehicle, which is obviously a big danger. If you currently own a Nighthawk tow bar with a serial number ranging between 9513 to 10200, Roadmaster will provide a free kit to solve the issue. We'll put the contact information in the description. It's extremely important that you fill out those warranty registration cards on every safety device you buy so you can get important information like this directly from the manufacturer when it happens. Don't throw them away. Kurt, a subsidiary of Lippert, has announced a new lightweight fifth wheel hitch that looks to have a similar design to the Anderson hitch, but actually it's totally different. It's called the Crosswing and it's only 60 pounds, but made of steel and attached to standard fifth wheel rails instead of a goose ball. It has an open coupler at a 45 degree angle, which the company says helps eliminate the need to exit the vehicle to check positioning or when coupling on uneven terrain. The head connection point will self-align to guide the kingpin into place. The crosswing is rated at 20,000 pounds. That's it for this week's RV and camping news. We'll see you next time.